Today's podcast is brought to you by Auto Armor, Central Mississippi's premier automotive detail and ceramic coating shop. Located at 4394 Mangum Drive in Flowood, Mississippi. You can check them out online at AutoArmorMS.com and on social media at AutoArmorMS. That's A-U-T-O-A-R-M-O-U-R-M-S. Located right there in Flowood, Mississippi behind Merritt Health Hospital. See you soon at Auto Armor in Flowood. And it is... It's Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, I am coming to you alive from WYAB. 103.9 FM. Well, folks, it is Monday. Glad to be back here. We made it through another weekend, I might add. No small feat. And, uh, of course, uh, making it. Uh, through the weekend here in the city of Jackson, a city that's uh, controlled demographically and politically by Democrats. And wherever you have Democrats in charge, what are you going to have? Senseless murder, random violence, folks, general mayhem, and trash. You know, actually, the whole trash thing seems to be particularly particularly u- unique to Jackson. Uh, for whatever reason, I've seen other locations where Democrat kids congregate, and they're just not as nasty as Jackson. Seems like Jackson's going out of its way to do the nasty thing. And speaking of trash, Richard's disposal picked up trash there in uh in the neighborhood today. That's right. And so uh, they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart, saving the city of Jackson a few pennies for pickup while they iron out who gets actually who actually gets the contract. So uh, uh that's who was picking up up in North Jackson. So now we'll see what happens in the. Uh, in the ensuing future. But you know, all the money we're spending on this trash contract simply because the mayor's trying to, what appears to be, I mean, this guy's thirsty for this contract to be given to Richards. Uh, steering the contract to them, that's what it appears now. Uh, and then we're spending close to a million dollars probably on, on legal fees with all the lawyers that are involved. Uh, folks, we could be paving roads. But it's what Radio Strongman's been telling you. You cannot get Negroes to get down the brass tacks when it comes to governance. Man. And I know you say, Kim, there you go. Look, Hoss, this is what I do. I'm a political handicapper. I'm sitting here studying the board. I'm looking at this, and this is just mess. Every city council meeting is a, a, a Negro moment. A Will Smith, Chris Rock moment. And do we uh, deliver every time? Just like, what is it, in 20, what, four or five years ago, they were complaining about not enough blacks at the Oscars. Now you know why, okay? <laughs> Baby, because if you get more than one, you got a crowd. You got a crowd, it's going to be some mess. It's kind of like a lawyer. If you got one lawyer in a town, in a small town, he'll starve to death. Two lawyers, oh, they both going to eat. Because they, you know, they're going to keep stuff stirred up until they, each party, oh, man, you got a case here. We can beat them like a drum. And so people start shelling out money. Same way it is with, with the, uh, what Chris, Brown, Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith proved. All it takes. All it takes. <sighs> but anyway, we're not going to go down that road today. We got a special guest in the 5 o'clock hour. I think you're going to enjoy giving us some insight what's going on over the state capitol there. Yeah, but in the meantime, today is April 4th. This day in history, 1968, 
is when Jesse Jackson effected a coup on the black community, the Negro community at that time. He subsequently、uh, helped change it to the black community with the help of the counterintelligence program of the FBI and the CIA.、Uh, they set in motion the murder of Dr. King, and Jesse was one of the instruments of that、uh, cabal. The day, the night, or I should say, the day that Dr. King got killed, everybody who was on the side of the government was supposed to wear,、uh, were, were, excuse me, everybody who was not on the side of the government would be wearing ties. And everybody who didn't have on a tie, you, you weren't supposed to shoot them if, they, if things got out of hand. In other words, their goal was to shoot Dr. King, and they did. But if they had to shoot anybody else, don't shoot anybody、uh, who didn't have a tie on. Okay, or I should say, if they did not have a tie on, they were part of the, co- they were part of the cover up. They were part of the, of the uh, uh, attempt to kill Dr. King. Jesse, if you look at him in that picture, he had on a mock turtleneck. In the picture you saw was Jesse on the second floor of the Lorraine Hotel, pointing up to what was supposed to be the window in which the gunshot came from. When Dr. King got shot, Doc,、uh, Jesse was down on the ground level. He went up to the second floor. And where that picture was taken, the photographer turned out to be one of the conspirators. They were all black. That's why you cannot talk that black talk to me. We're in our, our butts are in a sling to die because of these so called black for a living folks. When, when I hear people talking that black for a living crap, keep it moving. I don't trust you. If I shake hands with you, I'm going to have on some mittens because I need all my fingers in one place. Because you still want them while we shake hands. But today, <clears throat> 54 years ago, the Democrat Party effected a, a coup in the black community. They installed Jesse Jackson as the head of all Negroes. They showered money on Jesse, just like Facebook and Twitter did with the, uh, uh, Obama, just like they did in the 2020 elections. The corporate uh, uh, industries of that day, along with the media, Pump Jesse Jackson up to be the black leader. Jesse went on to secure contracts and franchises with Pepsi, Pizza Hut, all these different fr-、uh, restaurants, McDonald's, etc. A lot of the set aside Negroes who plague us to die came out of that effort. And、uh, we find ourselves 54 years later, the black community is, folks, we're not even on life support anymore. We have expired and our corpse is rotting in the street. Not street, but in the street. It's not going to get any better. We are flat out screwed. At every fork in the road, we took the wrong turn. Everyone. And now we're sitting up here watching our kids run amok. Our communities in decline. Our tax base is eradicated. And I remember because I was there. All these black for a living folks who didn't, or so they said, didn't want to deal with Republicans, didn't want to deal with white folks, didn't, and, and they were the main ones cutting deals behind our backs with the very same people. They told you, uh、uh-uh, uh, you can't trust those Republicans. You can't do, okay, fine, cool. And you fell in line and you acted accordingly. You. Distance yourself from them, you wouldn't have anything to do with them at the polls, at the ballot box, in a political sense, etc. 
rather than working with people who were willing to work with you, you decided to work with the Democrat Party exclusively. To your detriment, 54 years later, look at us now. We're in a mel of a hess. We're getting things bass backwards every time, and we're marching. In every direction we march is marching backwards. And it's not going to get any better. Because the perpetrators of this crime against the black community, excuse me, they are too fleshly, too prideful, and too indifferent to change course. Because the high water hadn't come near their house because they're living and standing on your shoulders. So whatever crap rolls down here won't get on the heels of their shoes, the feet, the bottom of their feet, because they're standing on your shoulders. The Benny Thompsons of the world. You know, folks, I got to looking at it here in Mississippi. If you sit back and look at all the crap, whether it be the bogus uh, uh, set-aside contracts the city of Jackson has been awarding and all the things that are rich actually holding black people back, folks, I'm telling you, if not, if not, Eight out of ten, nine out of ten times, the ringleader of that effort to, to shaft all the rest of the black community is going to be some folks on that Bodie plantation. I'm telling you, look at the water sewer contract. Look at, look at the ringleaders in there. Now, Jackson State is represented, but the ones who put the deals together, baby, baby. I'm just saying, folks, keep your head on swivel when you're dealing with these folks. They ain't right. They are not right. And you know, for the longest, I, I, I kept saying these folks were stupid. They're not stupid. These people are, what's happening to the, what has happened to the black community and what's happening to the black, this is planned. And it's planned with the help and assistance aid of these so-called black for a living Negroes, the Benny Thompsons of the world on the Mississippi level. And then you got the same thing on the, on a national level. Oh, by the way, did you? And I didn't know this. Judge Contingy Brown. First of all, you shouldn't put nobody on the Supreme Court who got all them damn vows in their name, but that's another show. Contingy Did you know? Because I had told y'all in her nomination, all you getting is another white liberal. Baby, was I so right? Turns out, oh, Contingy's married to white boy Bob. Yeah, we ain't seen no pictures of him. What's up with that? Let's see. Camilla's married to a white guy. Katenji's married to a white guy. Nobody, no black who's ever sat on the Supreme Court has ever been married to a black woman. And no black president has ever been married to, (laughs) well, a black, what's the proper pronoun? Anyway, you get my drift. These people are real careful about who who they allow to rise into power. Now she went to Harvard, so you know one, you know, again, folks, you got to play the game, okay? Then she's married to white boy Bob. Don't make her a bad person. But it's interesting we ain't seen no pictures of old Bob. But they quick to tell you, oh yeah, we passed the anti lynching bill. Folks ain't getting lynched anymore. They getting the crap shot out of them or slapped. They need to pass an anti-slapping bill. But anyway, that's what's going on out here in these streets. Today, the 54th anniversary of the murder of Dr. King. And black people are worse off today than we were 54 years ago.
Go back 54 years, 1968. Man, you can go online. Ebony Magazine, Jet Magazine, 1968. Look at it. Look at us. Though we were poor, we were clean. Pants wasn't sagging, wasn't walking around with popcorn bags on our head, pajamas on, slippers, all out in public. We didn't do that kind of crap. But once the Democrat Party went from being our open enemy, who were murdering us, to our friends, when they put their arm on our shoulders after they killed Dr. King in 68, <coughs> baby, we went downhill from there. Went from sugar to crap. We used to have black leaders who sacrificed their. I mean, went in their own pocket for the, for the cause. Now you get folks like Benny, up $30 million in three years, up $80 million in 25, and he still can't figure out a way to share. But I mean, it's all good. Don't get me wrong. You're dealing with Negroes, or excuse me, you're dealing with black folks who don't want nothing. So my whole thing is that、hey, you find a fool, bump his head. I wish it wouldn't be so, but what can you do? I'm like Project Pat. <laughs> don't save her. She d o n t want to be saved. Talking about、uh, Jada Pickett at that point. But you get my point, folks. At the end of the day, 54 years later, what's the status of the black community? Has Dr. King's dream been realized? No, it's been hijacked. You got more black millionaires now. And with all their excess millions, they invest in the same white corporations. That you and I claim are oppressing us. You know why? Because they won't listen to Radio Strongman and how to fix our community. First thing we need to do is bring back beatings. Beat we need to beat some folks. Beat them. You know, we had a, I had a gentleman in this studio right here. Prominent name. If I told you his name, you would know it. But I, I'll just say one of the things we were talking about during the break. And he was talking about conservatism, and we were talking about conservatism, liberalism, and Republicans, and yada, yada, yada. He was saying the problem that I have with Republicans and conservatives is that their policies leave people behind. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You just changed j o b took a real good job up the country. Who the hell are you taking with you? See, we don't think about it when we say those things.、Uh, Republicans are going to leave people behind. People are leaving themselves behind. You got to put some effort into the game. That's the problem in the city of Jackson. The city of Jackson has been running housing programs since we had black mayors. And look at the housing that, the housing that, that ends up getting built is built by white boys who's using the tax credits to make the thing work. The tax credits that blacks put together using the city of Jackson, subdivisions never get off the ground. You get one or two houses built, and that's it. You know why? Because they're trying to hook up folks who ain't in a position to be hooked up. All we need to do is be honest with ourselves about what our strengths and weaknesses are and go from there. But see, we've been told to be angry at white folks, be angry at conservatives, be angry at Republicans. Don't work with them, don't cooperate with them. But hey, baby, they're the ones who are getting it done. Speaking of that, somebody sent me a meme yesterday about white supremacy. And when we, after we take this break,、uh, I'm going to read back in. It is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios. Want to remind you, folks, our good friends over at Home Care Plus would like to invite you to check out the oxygen 
Let me get it right then. Let me get it right here before I say it. It's called the Precision Medical Live Action 5 Portable Oxygen Concentrator. Folks, it's a, a shoulder harness oxygen tank. Well, it's not even a tank because the tank is the one you drag around on the wheels behind you. This here is like a little, little bag, I guess. And、uh, it's lightweight and it allows you to get back to all the activities you were enjoying prior to you having to need oxygen. Folks, it has the highest concentration of oxygen purity possible. Plus, the unit itself has a five year warranty. Check them out today. They're located at 864 Wilson Drive in Richmond. Come on down. The number over there is 957 9174. And I want to remind you, Home Care Plus is also a full service pharmacy. That's right. You need compounded、uh, prescriptions, you need your prescriptions you got to pay cash for. They have the fair pharmacy pricing. They take TRICARE, Medicare, and any other kind of care right there at Home Care Plus. Plus, your medical equipment and service provider is Home Care Plus, 864 Wilson Drive. All right, let's go to Mobile Bob. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the、uh, anti lynching law and that Biden signed the anti lynching law. Yeah, and, and <laughs> plus, they sent Kamala down to Mississippi. To, to trumpet the fact that, okay, you won't be lynched, but you'll get shot, you'll get stabbed, and you'll be uh, 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 you know, put, put to death for not getting your vaccination, but、uh, you won't be lynched for it. Yeah, because goodness knows, the only thing that was keeping us from getting lynched before, the day, before that was nothing.、Uh, uh, now we don't have to worry about lynching because there's a law that said it was a crime now.、Uh, <laughs> Oh, I feel much safer now. Yeah, I mean,、uh, I mean, we had the Ten Commandments. They ignore that. So I'm certainly they're going to follow this law here. You know, God said don't do that. So, you know, since yeah, Joe Biden yeah, got I mean, this if, done. Yeah, I mean, that, that must have, that, this law saved what? Uh, uh, two black people in 50 years? You know, because, hey, hey、uh, we had to have this law. Yeah, they were lynching, what, two every 50 years. You, we got, you,、uh, you, you couldn't let it go. That's right. So, thank you, Joe.、Uh, of course, you asked the average person on the street, which would you prefer Biden do? Open up, the,、uh, uh, open up oil and drilling so the gas prices get back down to around $250 a gallon or sign an anti lynching bill? If you could have one or the other, which one do you think they would take,、uh, Kim? Well, I think we need a third choice. Would you prefer some Biden Harris crack pipes? You know?、Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to believe this. When, when she was in Greenville, Mississippi this past week, last week,、uh, her little entourage, her parade was throwing out crack pipes as she stood in the top of the limousine. Here, little kids, here, here. Here's Friday, and、uh, you'll be prepared for the weekend. No, I'm just kidding. They,、uh, she didn't throw them out, she actually passed them out because、so, they were glass pipes. So she was very delicate. <laughs> They're amazing, man.、It's, yeah, you all, you, well, you Trump haters out there,、um, you didn't like the mean tweets, what you thought were mean. I thought they were hilarious. You didn't like the、uh, whatever you thought, the imaginary code words that he was throwing out to white supremacists that didn't mount the hill of beans, but <laughs> you thought they were code words anyway. Yeah. You didn't like that, but so, but you, and with that, and what you thought, what you thought was the bad when Trump came with low gas prices, low inflation,、uh, low unemployment, and the general of the country doing quite well. Now you get、uh, anti lynching laws when nobody's being lynched and is already against the law to kill people <laughs> and crack pipes. High inflation high, and、uh, high gas prices. 
And the only reason, and the high, really high unemployment. The only reason why we, we still haven't reached the levels that they were before the pandemic. Don't let Biden fool you with that. That's right. Hiring people back, and <laughs> you for use this government to force them to lay off, is not lowering unemployment. It just, you still haven't reached back to the levels where Trump had us before the pandemic. Even when Obama was president, you don't have us. It went not even back to that level. Right. We don't, so to get the Trump here, which is really great, he's not even get back to where Obama had everything. You know, had the unemployment rate when he was in there. So no, he had, he hasn't done anything. And you saw his so-called energy plan, which was to uh, uh to uh get encourage people to get more wind and more wind and solar, and to put uh, solar panels in the house on their roofs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And again, he said it would save us people what. Eight hundred some odd dollars a year. Okay, Kim. Even if we'll we'll, we'll give you by that. Okay, even though it's imaginary, no, we know it won't save us a dime. It will cost us money, but we'll say we'll save us eight hundred dollars a year. We'll give we'll just we'll just for the argument they will say will. How many decades will that be, Kim? Before people can afford those uh, sixty thousand dollars for a car and uh, two ten and ten fifteen thousand dollars for solar panels everywhere, or for the for the power company? To power, to, we even try to put out enough solar panels and windmills to power a city. Mm-hmm. That's that's decades at best. People want relief now. Well, you know, and that's what they're trying to tell the people over in Europe. Uh, well, if you go green, you won't need Russia's natural gas and oil. Uh, we don't have the infrastructure to go green and and deliver that energy to the houses right now. So us going green or saying we will go green is nothing but slitting our own throats, folks. This is why I keep saying, look. Cut the crap. These people are going to have to be physically restrained. You're going to have to lay hands on these people. These people have to be shut down, put down, stopped, uh, issued a cease and desist order, whatever it takes. But just trying to follow their logic, folks, it's, it's a suicide mission. These people are nuts. They're absolutely nuts. And like, what was the, the poll that said the average person doesn't have $500 to, 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 for an emergency right now? That, that those people are the people you want to spend all this money for solar panels and electric cars and all that, that those are the people you want to do that? Really? <laughs> but that's his answer to it. Not drilling more for oil in this country. Not opening things up so we can get the price of, of gas down. No, it's, they want to wean us off of fossil fuels, uh, cook or cook. And they're not even weaning. They're trying to put, put down a sledgehammer on you <laughs> to make these things so expensive, artificially expensive, it's not natural. These aren't natural market forces causing the price of gas to be this high. This is your government under Joe Biden that's causing it. And Trump told you this would happen. I mean, during the campaign, he said, hey, if you listening to him, folks, this is what the man's going to do. He told you that. Mm. And you all didn't believe it. Or I don't know what they think. Do you have any clue what these liberals think, Kim? I don't know. <laughs> well, again, uh, their, their starting point is evil. It's just plain old demonic. Right. Uh, nothing's going to come. That's why I said you can't go wrong by just assuming that whatever they're saying is going to lead to death and destruction and walk wide of them every chance you get. Uh, but see, some people like to fancy themselves that they're being open minded by entertaining these fools. It's like entertaining devils and demonic spirits. You can do so at your own peril. Yeah, I don't think how they listen to these people. They don't listen to Biden and think anything he says makes sense. If he listened to what he said about his so-called energy uh, energy plan, it's like, okay, how's they going to give me relief today? But they don't listen to it. They It just goes 
I don't know what they say. I don't know what goes on in the liberal's mind. You, did you hear what the man said? Do you understand how this is going to cost you? And when it does, they, they're allowing Russia to be the excuse for why things are so high. Some of them. Most people still aren't buying it. And Russia. Some of these nitwits will. And Russia's making out like a bandit. When Russia, yeah. on, uh, on the end of、uh, last month, when Russia demanded that people start buying their oil、uh, with rubles, the conversion rate. Uh, you, you're going to get about 30% more rubles for your money,、uh, and it reduces the dollar's value by about 30%. Folks, we have no idea what is coming to our nation, to our doors, to our kitchen table.、Uh, they're predicting by the end of the year, the average American will be spending $1,000 a month just over and above what they had been spending on groceries. We ain't even talking about gasoline. We ain't talking about the, filling up your car tank. We're talking about you're going to have to spend $1,000 a month just to keep the food on your table that you have on the table right now. And we keep trying to tell you these Democrats, look, but see, they are so hell bent trying to show how nobody can turn them away from the Democrat Party. There's no need to talk until you. you're not going to convince me to vote Democrat. Okay, then vote common sense. They won't do that either. Folks, I'm telling you. And I'm dead serious when I say this. You do not want Democrats taking over your town, community, schools, or anything else, particularly black Democrats. It's the way they see the world. These people are under demonic influence. Yes, I said it. Black Democrats will bring ruination to your home, to your community, to your city. You doubt what I'm saying? Look around the country. Period. End of story. What fault I get of Republicans, many faults. Yeah. But one major one with this so called, with all this price of energy, this energy policy stuff, is they need to all, Republicans need one message. Democrats have one message that climate change is real. Republicans need to get on one message that no, this is a hope. This is designed to bring down the country. Here's the example of what it's doing to your energy prices. But the Republicans cannot get on that message. They are still saying, well, well we all want to combat climate change. No, you don't, because it's a hoax. You need, they need to get on that message with Trump and people like that to expose this for the hoax that it is. Amen. Thanks, thanks Mobile. All right, man. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is Clay Edwards with Auto Armor in Flowood, Mississippi. Auto Armor is the area's premier automotive detailing and ceramic coating shop. Auto Armor exclusively uses System X ceramics, and we're also an authorized installer of System X products. System X ceramics comes with a lifetime guarantee and goes onto your vehicle's Carfax report. To potentially add increased resale value to your vehicle when you trade it in or sell it. Take advantage of our grand opening specials right now. We're offering System X ceramic coatings starting as low as $499 for cars and only $749 for trucks and large SUVs. We also offer headlight restoration, rim polishing, and paint correction. We're located right behind Merritt Health Hospital in Flowood at 4394 Mangum Drive. And of course, we're online at AutoArmorMS.com and on Facebook and Instagram at AutoArmorMS. That's A U T O A R M O U R M S. Enjoy the rest of this podcast and we hope to see you soon. At Auto Armor in Flowood. All right, folks, we're back and it is it's Monday. Glad to be back here. The AC doctor says, Give them a call. Folks, you need a unit tuned up, you need it checked out, you need the AC doctor. Your comfort is their, con- your comfort is their concern. What's the number over there, Kim Wade? 601 706 4551 706 4551 or on the web, the ACDR 
acdoctor.com. That's the acdoctordr.com. We encourage you to check them out. They are the excuse me, consummate professionals, troubleshooters extraordinaire, all around great guys, I might add. 601-706-4551. All right, let's go to Steve. What do you say, Steve? Hey, Kim, how are you? How, how's my friend? <laughs> oh, I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, good, good. What you got for us? So I got a couple things. Um, I think we need to reconsider the use of the term rhino. Hmm. Okay. So Michael Guest and Roger Wicker ran as Republicans, and they act like Republicans. So the people that are Republican in name only are the t- like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. No, no, she no. used the word Republican to get elected, but she's an America First candidate. I thought I thought she was on the right side of the ledger, but go ahead, explain more, sir. Well, so. You know, patriotic Americans may run as Republicans, but they're only doing it in name only. Um, Roger Wicker and Michael Guest, E-T-A-L, they're all actual Republicans who are not our friends at all. True, true. Well, you know, another. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish your thought. I want. I was going to just bring up another point. So you you uh, uh, respond to that in kind. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. The other, the other point that I was going to make is I think now that um, we've seen so many of these conspiracy theories actually become conspiracies and not just theories, we need to quit calling them conspiracy theories and start calling them spoiler alerts. That's exactly what's happening. Uh, yep. Just live long enough, see enough sunrises, these things come to pass. Because you, yep. know, you know what? The conspiracy that they say. Uh, that, that they accuse you of uh, conjuring up is based on your experience and your uh, keen sense of smelling BS when you smell it, you know? And uh, that's, that's right. This is why I tell people BS smells the same the world over. It doesn't make a difference if it's a Chinese cow or a Russian cow or American cow. What comes out the back end has the same ordeal. That's right. <laughs> yeah, keep it. Absolutely. All right, my friend, I, I will touch on that. Because that's something we're going to have to deal with going into the election, the difference between all these different folks. And also, how do we maintain knowing these things? Because everybody, we can't Z out, uh, even though they yeah, need to be Z out. I think the Tea Party taught us that. Right, right. So we have to use wisdom uh, as we go forward. Matter of fact, I may, yep. save, I may save it to the next hour. We have a guest coming in there. He is a political handicapper. So uh, we'll make Okay. Sounds good. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. You take care. Bye bye. All right. You know, uh, uh, that is something that we, we're going to have to deal with in earnest. Uh, the rhinos, the rhinos in name only, the Republicans, the, because just like uh, what Greg Harper did, Greg Harper, uh, <laughs> like I told you, I'll never forget him coming to one of the Tea Party rallies we had over at Boyle's Park. And I remember him walking off his long, lanky arms as he walked away, and had he had no intentions of carrying out anything he said. And uh, that's why, to this day, you know, Greg Harper is the Antonio Brown of politics. He walked off the field in the middle of the game, took his bag of lucre, and said, "Screw everybody else! I got mine. I'm rich," and left everybody else hanging. And so, how do we deal with these? What Greg did and what many of these other folks, Michael Guest, the Tate Reeves, the Dr. Dobbs, the 
medical cabal and all these other folks. You, you ever seen those little artworks made out of matchsticks or toothpicks? What the billionaires, the Zuckerbergs, the Zaros, the Saros, and Bezos and all that, what they did, they take people like Greg Harper. Greg, look, just sell me one of those toothpicks. Sell me one of those matchsticks. Greg, look at the artwork and say, hmm, there's a lot of darn matchsticks and toothpicks there. If I sell one, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to miss it. But what Greg doesn't know, and all these other sellouts don't know, is that these billionaires are approaching everybody they can. Hey, just sell me one toothpick. Those toothpicks, that artwork represents our Constitution, it represents our organized society. But the ones who are doing the buying, the billionaires, they've got a big picture view of what that artwork really means. And they have a big picture view of at some point we're going to hit the load bearing toothpick and this thing's going to collapse. So we're just going to keep paying people for their uh, toothpicks and their matchsticks and they'll go off and go home and live the good life and chuckle. But the conspiracy theorists say, bruh, somebody's selling toothpicks. Somebody is weakening this artwork. Somebody is weakening our foundation, our constitution. That's what's going on here. That's what you hear me talking about daily. That's what you hear Jameson and Clay and Mike Madison and Jim. That's what you're hearing here at WYB. We're sounding the alarm. And this is why I am so disappointed in in the ministries, in the churches. That's the difference between a preacher and a theologian. The preacher, he can tell you what the word says. And he can stand and advocate and wave his arms and do all that he does about the truthfulness of the word that he's citing there in scripture. But as evidence what happened with the COVID, they don't really have a grasp of the principles of the truth that they're talking about. They're right. They're absolutely right about it. But they don't understand the principle because if they were, they would change their message. They would be empowering their members to be bold, to go out there and stand against a Tate Reed, to stand against a Joe Biden, to stand against all, against all odds. But no, they'll get up there and tell you, come on to church. We preach the truth at our church. But do you preach the principle behind the truth that they can stand on that principle and not their understanding, their grasp, or their familiarity with the word? Oh, there's a difference, bro. That's the difference between a preacher and a theologian. That's why when you when when you look at Sproles, when you look at Martin Luther, when you look at Martin Luther King, when you look at all these other folks, they had the breath and totality of the word within their breast and with their understanding, and they could articulate those things. Now we have these popcorn preachers like T.D. Jakes and some of these other folks. They sound good, especially compared to what we. And our understanding of the word is, but they lack that power, the power to send men forth against gunfire, battles. I had a preacher who was the Craig Lewis out of uh, the Houston made a good point in his sermons. He said, because that, that church stayed open throughout the entire COVID thing. He said, we shut down the first couple of weeks because we thought they were serious. And then when we realized there was some BS in the buckwheat, we open back up, been open ever since. Ain't lost a member. 
He said, Why would you want a preacher to come preach over your sick body when he didn't believe he had enough power to stand against COVID? With the truth of the words that he's been preaching to you out of the book that he says is the end all to be all, that is infallible because he doesn't believe in the principle. Oh, man. Mm. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Is it's Monday. Glad to be here. I want to remind you, folks, our good friends at Advantage Business System would like you to know that they, you do have someone who can help keep your business running. When you come into the office and everything shut down, people sitting around drinking coffee at the water cooler, you say, What's going on? The system's down, internet's down, the printer doesn't work, the fax machine, the scanner, the Zoom call. Folks, there's one name you need to know Advantage Business System. That's right, folks. ABSMS.com is the web presence. They will come out and do an audit of your business. And what they will do is provide you with service that's going to keep your system running. And if you do have a hiccup in your process, they're going to be on the phone with you, down into the system, checking it out. And then if it requires on-site visit, they're on their way. You don't have to call a third party. Any third party calling is going to be done by them. They're going to be sitting on the phone on 800 numbers on hold if necessary while you Get those workers back busy doing something. If it's only writing longhand, if you got some old, uh, workers old enough to do that. Uh, but, you know, again, you'll be head and shoulders above your competition, who themselves may also be offline. So get absms.com. Get that audit done. Audit's absolutely free. And they'll take on all the electronic equipment you have on there, anything that plugs in, anything with a digital pulse. They've been around since 1976 providing services. Folks, that's almost four that's almost four decades plus. So we just encourage you to check them out today. But wait, there's more. PeopleLease.com. Another business friendly operation that helps you. I don't care what business you're in, profit, nonprofit, uh, there's gonna be an aspect of business that you just don't do well. In many cases, it's the HR department. It's getting those W-2s out. It's complying with all the OSHA and all the workman comp thing. Well, that's what uh, PeopleLease does. PeopleLease.com is the web presence, and what they will do is allow you to go and do your business every day without having to worry about, okay, so-and-so called in sick. How do I calculate their half day that they took off yesterday plus the day they're going to be off today? That's what PeopleLease does. They handle it all. Give them a call, 601-987-3025, PeopleLease.com. You put PeopleLease with ABS, MS, Advantage Business System together, I tell you, folks, you're going to be head and shoulders ahead of everybody else. Use your PPP money to get started working with these great firms, and you'll be glad you did. Oh, by the way, PeopleLease has been around three decades. Second generation, they're all over the Southeast providing these great services. PeopleLease.com. All right, folks, <clears throat> we're coming up on the end of the hour. Again, the city of Jackson is embroiled in a scam brought to us by the set-aside Negroes who – Sole purpose is to not do the job the Jacksonese done, like patching potholes, is to create and work on things that are not broken until they're broken. And we have uh, Mayor Chalk Lines Lamuba to thank for that. But, folks, you got to admit, if you're going to be ripped off, it's better to be ripped off by a black person, right? It's better to get shot by a black people. Lord, don't let me get shot by a white guy. But anyway, oh, speaking of that, speaking of Caucasians, here's how you know whether or not you are a, a white supremacist. Here it is. All right, if you do any of these things, you could very well be supporting white supremacy. You have a full-time job. You have a high literacy rate. 
you know, in other words, you're not a read and write. You, uh, you have a professional or technical degree. Uh, you attend church regularly. You have auto insurance.、Uh, you have a good credit rating. Oh, but wait, no criminal record. No, <laughs> that's half the Democrats knocked out.、Uh, plus, you have a healthy distrust of government. You have any of those things, you could very well be on your way to KKKIM Wade. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is guess what day it is? It's Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today, folks.、Uh, using the full weight of my local influence, I have secured the presence of one Jameson Taylor here into the studios. Jameson is going to be talking, what we're going to be talking is politics today, but I'll let Jameson introduce himself and、uh, tell us as much about himself as he wants us to know. Welcome to WYAB, James Holmes. Hey, Kim. Thanks for having me on the show today. I appreciate it. Yeah, a long time coming. Glad you finally made it in here.、Uh, we're talking with Jameson Taylor. Jameson, who is Jameson Taylor? So, I have been working in state level politics for more than 20 years now and here in Mississippi for more than 10 years.、Mm-hmm. Uh, worked on a few important pieces of legislation here in Mississippi. For instance, the case that's currently before the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, Mississippi's ban on second and third trimester abortions. That is a law that I worked on、uh, here in Mississippi to get that passed.、Mm-hmm. 1523,、uh, otherwise known as the Religious Liberty Act, that's one that I worked on as well. And、um, that makes Mississippi basically the best place in the country for the protection of、mm. uh, religious liberty.、Um, one I worked on, RIFRA. That was, that was probably the toughest one that I ever worked on. I worked on、uh, that with Andy Gibson, who's now our Commissioner of Agriculture.、Uh, Andy and others were getting death threats from the left on that, and their phone was blowing up at five in the morning. <laughs>、uh, and that was, that was very, very interesting to、uh, basically just pass basic free speech and free association protections for churches here in Mississippi. But I've worked on everything from Uh, welfare reform to government transparency.、Uh, just had a bill signing this morning banning Zuckerbucks.、Mm. Uh, that was a bill sponsored by Speaker of the House Philip Gunn here in Mississippi and signed by Governor Reeves this morning.、Uh, that's, so if you don't know what Zuckerbucks are, basically, Mark Zuckerberg channeled $400 million into the 2020 election. This is the untold story of how. Democrats basically stole the election by channeling this money into local election offices. This is government election offices. They bought government. Yeah, yeah. And so we've already had three arrests in Hines County related to this money because, I mean, just think of it you know, just money with no, no accountability or transparency going from a shadow nonprofit that Mark Zuckerberg funded to local election offices all around the country. 90% of the money went to、uh, Democrat majority counties and 
guess what? It increased Democrat voter turnout all across the country, but especially in swing states like Wisconsin, like Pennsylvania and Georgia. Georgia, for instance, got $45 million in Zuckerbucks, mm-hmm. and it definitely affected the outcome of the election. So I've worked on just a wide array of issues, and uh, I am, you know, kind of, who am I? I'm the president of the Center for Political Renewal. Uh, we focus our efforts on equipping lawmakers at the state level, Christian lawmakers at the state level, to do their thing, basically to uh, pass pro-life, pro-family legislation, work on adoption and foster care issues, and uh, had a great run here in Mississippi, done a lot of great things, and I'm happy to be on the show today. It's good to have you here, and uh, folks, if you want to know more about uh, Jameson and his work, Jameson, give them contact. Are you on the social media sites and all that kind of you stuff? You know, I don't, I don't do a lot of social media, and um, I kind of work in the background, and mm-hmm. uh, fine, I can get a lot done doing that. You're the Zuckerberg uh, without the cash. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, the name of my group is the Center for Political mm-hmm. Renewal, and uh, you can reach me at renewpolitics at outlook.com. All right. Uh, folks, uh, we do want to, uh, he was pointing out about the uh, influence of the Zuckerberg money on the election. That is the reason why uh, I constantly remind, uh, when you're looking at those high gas prices, I, I pointedly, purposely point out the fact that black Democrats helped deliver this stolen election, which is resulting in our stolen freedoms. This, Folks, this stuff is not funny. It's not cute. You have a responsibility to your fellow man to help preserve the freedoms that Christ intended for all those who pass through the birth canal. Our founding fathers enshrined that promise and that desire of our Lord and Savior in our founding documents. And you're shredding them by going to the polls angry, fist balled up and uninformed. And those who have taken the money, you have a special, uh, 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 I guess, indictment on you. Because what you have done is repudi- repudi- excuse me, repudiated what God intended for all mankind, which was to be free. Christ came to set the captives free. Now you're trying to uh, make sure the captives remain captive. And you don't see the spiritual failings and the wrongdoing in that. That's what I'm, I'm concerned about. I'm not trying to hi-hat spiritually. But this is some serious jelly. This is a spiritual battle that we're in. Now, I may not be the best uh, uh person to speak on that but because i'm behind this microphone and to the two or three people who are listening uh i have to see it uh, i'm like jameson here we're the watchman on the wall jameson what's been going on at the legislation uh this past legislative session well you know before the legislative session i was complaining about how democrats are controlling the agenda at the mississippi state house and i think that that's a little bit of an exaggeration but Still, Republicans are not doing everything that we expect them to do. For instance, we saw the Mississippi Senate <clears throat> has passed uh, Medicaid expansion twice, basically. Mm-hmm. And so um, they, they passed a bill to expand Medicaid to women after they have a baby. It's called postpartum Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You don't have to. There's no there's no uh, verification as to whether or not. The woman is you're pre- even a is, woman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Number one, no verification whether you're pregnant. And then two, you know, we had a, a Supreme Court justice nominee recently was unable to define what a man is and what a woman is. So you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. So if we can't even can't even verify what a woman is, then what does it mean to even have 
postpartum, so to speak, Medicaid expansion. That's basically just expansion for everybody, Mm -hmm. except Medicaid already covers single moms. It already covers moms that are unemployed. It already covers low lower income really low income moms so right. who's this expansion for this is for this would be for instance for a family of four that's making more than fifty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. but guess what a lot of those people can already get coverage on the obamacare exchange mm-hmm. because one of the first things that biden did was expand eligibility under the obamacare exchange so really what this is is socialized medicine but yeah we have uh, Republicans in the Senate. We have a Republican lieutenant governor, Delbert Hoseman, who's pushing this Medicaid expansion. You have- oh, Delbert. You can always depend on him for the old knife in the back. But anyway, I don't want to be, uh, this is not a bash Delbert uh, hour. We'll get that up tomorrow, though, but <laughs> this is not a day. But no, we're, uh, essentially, it, it sounds like it's a Trojan horse to me. It's Well, it is a Trojan horse, and this is this is really why. So the polling shows that when Republicans get on welfare, they start voting Democrat. So why have the why did the Obama administration expand welfare so much? Because when Republicans get on welfare, they vote Democrat. Why is the Biden administration expanding welfare so much? And even to the extent of they're illegally expanding food stamp eligibility. Mm-hmm. Because when Republicans get on welfare, they vote Democrat. So this is really about increasing the Democrat voter base and it's also about making people dependent upon government because I think it's something to be said that once you start accepting your kind of income, once you get on welfare and your well-being is dependent upon government, in a certain way you have kind of set aside your citizenship. You're no longer uh, like an active participant in the government, in our democracy. You're kind of a non-citizen because right. now you are a client of big government. So I think, you know, this has a lot of societal impacts when we expand welfare the way that we have done. But one of the worst things about it is that when we do that, we are taking resources away from the people that really need it. We have waiting lists here in Mississippi and all across the country with elderly people on it, with handicapped people on it. They can't get the Medicaid services that they need because we have expanded welfare so much. We have expanded Medicaid so much. The other thing that's horrible about it is that under uh, some of the initial CARES Act funding, the COVID relief funding, so to speak, Chuck Schumer, of all people, stuck language in there saying that states cannot check Medicaid eligibility. So in other words, Hmm. states have opened the door wide to fraud in their Medicaid program. At least, you know, basically 20 percent of your Medicaid spending is estimated that it's fraudulent. This is a high-risk, high-fraud program that Chuck Schumer and the Democrats opened the door wide to even more fraud. And so we're paying for people that aren't even eligible for the program. We're paying for them to be on. And even now, if states discover someone is ineligible, they can't remove them from the rolls. What? They can't, can't even rem- Yeah. And this is why you see that there's an agenda. The agenda is to expand welfare no matter what. It doesn't and it, matter. And it, it would also cover all the illegals. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter if you're actually eligible. It doesn't matter if you actually need it. We're going to expand it. And, you know, again, I think it comes down to a certain cultural agenda. Well, who's pushing this? Who's down at the uh, Capitol down there pushing this or for, for, for this kind of foolishness? Because, you know, uh, with the Medicaid expansion, the Medicare expansion, anything like that, the Supreme Court has already ruled that whatever CMS says 
you have to do, you pretty much have to do, because if you're taking the money, you take the king's money, you take the king's dictates. So this is really just a, a back doorway for the federal government to control us. Yeah, oh, very much so. Yeah, Medicaid, you know, we, we pretend that states have control over their Medicaid budgets. They don't. And you've seen in every state that has expanded Medicaid, enrollment has skyrocketed. Per pupil, per uh, patient costs have skyrocketed. It's always cost much, much more than anticipated. And it's busting budgets in states. And that means less money for education. It's less money for roads, less money for law enforcement and things like that. It's crowding out these other priorities. But the other thing it does that people don't realize is it increases costs for folks that have private health insurance. I don't know about you, but my, my health care costs keep going up and up. And part of that is because we have socialized medicine is crowding the field. You have a lot of people even that are dropping their private insurance to get on Medicaid, to get on Obamacare. And, you know, th- that means that fewer and fewer, pu- fewer and fewer people are actually paying for their own health care. This is not going to work, work out in the end. Folks, again, we're talking with Jameson Taylor, the Center for Political Renewal. And you can reach him on his uh, email, renewalpolitics at outlook.com. And uh, we're talking about what happened at the state legislature. Uh, one of the, so what is the, st- the legislature has ended, hasn't it? No, not yet. So they ended April 1st. They were supposed to end. Uh, they are still there today. Uh, they may be going home tomorrow. We don't know yet. There's a lot of negotiations going on right now with the state budgets. And so we're just kind of watching and waiting to see what they do. So what happened is the, the Senate passed this Medicaid expansion. Right, I was going to ask you the status of that. Yeah. And uh, so it went over to the House, and it died in the House. The House, Philip Gunn, has been consistently opposed to expanding Obamacare, as has Governor Tate Reeves. Republican primary voters do not want to expand Medicaid. I mean, this is uh, – Senator Chris McDaniel did a post on this earlier today, you know, mm-hmm. making these points. Why is the Senate, why is Delbert Hoseman expanding Medicaid when Republican primary voters don't want this, you know. Um, so but this has been something that the Senate passed and died in the House. But then the Senate decided to to double down. And so they passed a resolution asking for the rules to be suspended so they could get this bill through anyway. And so this is kind of another bargaining chip that's out there right now as session comes to a close. Um you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm, I think the House is going to end up standing strong on this. But you can just see how um, the, the Senate has doubled down on this Obamacare expansion when it's just absolutely unnecessary. Right. Folks, we're talking with Jamison Taylor. Folks, the Center for Political Renewal is the organization he's with. We want to encourage you to uh, communicate with him uh, if you have questions and regarding what's going on down at the state capitol. His email is renewpolitics at outlook.com. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're we're back. It's uh, Jamison Taylor's in the studios with us, and we want to uh, want you to if you got any question or comments, he's familiar with the uh, uh, under the Capitol Dome down there. He knows a lot of the players been around twenty years, uh, affecting state politics, and uh, he knows a lot about the process. What's possible? Uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, people still stuck on that Mr. Smith goes to Washington uh, type of a candidate or politician, things like that. What what's re- I mean, what is it really like down there to, to, to get something done, to influence a politician or to get them to do your bidding? Or, you know, how do you make this thing work? 
Well, at the state level or the federal level? Or state all, level. All well, just, it, yeah. just, you can do the general and then you can do the specific on state and federal. Yeah, state. well, I think the um, I think the state level is really where the action is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's how our country is set up. It's supposed to be set up, if you think of it, an image of a tug of war where you have the 50 states on one side are holding the rope and then you have the federal government on the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, 50 is a lot bigger than one. Right. And what has happened is all this federal funding, you know, we're talking about Obamacare. We're talking about Medicaid. You know, Medicaid is all kinds of federal funding that comes into states. And as you pointed out, gets states to do the federal government's bidding. But you have all this federal money, and basically the states have let go of the rope. Mm-hmm. I mean, if states would exercise the power that they inherently have, then they could be running the country. Now, so I do think you're seeing you're seeing states exercise that leadership role. Mississippi has exercised that leadership role, for instance, on pro-life uh, issues, on religious liberty issues. <clears throat> we have uh, a couple years ago, 2016, I worked on the HOPE Act. It's the uh, strongest welfare reform bill in the country. We led the way on that, you know, even though that we uh, were one of the poorest states in the country. We led the way on welfare reform. That's because we know the value of work. We know how important work is, for instance, for strong families. So there is a lot that the states can continue to do, but it depends upon uh, our lawmakers doing the right thing. And so you can't just elect, for instance, Republicans and expect that they're going to do the right thing. I think some of it has to do with you have to show up. A lot of a lot of what we do is just showing up. Uh, and kind of doing your homework. Hmm. And if you do that, then you can be effective in a state legislature. You know, and the, the, another difference between state legislatures and the federal government is that pretty much anyone can show up at their legislature. And you, you can probably get some face time with your state lawmaker. But, you know, before I started this kind of work, I didn't pay any attention to my state legislature. I didn't know who the Speaker of the House was. I barely knew who the governor was. And, yeah, I have a Ph.D. in politics. But mm-hmm. I you know, pay attention. People tend to pay attention to Fox News and to the national level. What's what's Joe Biden doing? They tend to pay attention to what's going on at the local level. You know, we talked you were talking about garbage collection and right. problems in Jackson and the roads. You pay attention to that state level politics often just kind of falls in between the cracks. So I'd encourage people to just one get off of Facebook you know, stop stop basically complaining and go to your state capitol and get involved. And if you do that, I think that changes can be made. It's going to start small. I mean, everything I've done, uh, is, it starts small. But over the years, it can grow and you can have a big impact if you invest in it. Talking with Jameson Taylor, the Center for Political Renewal. And you can uh, email him, renewalpolitics at outlook.com. Now, uh, what is the thrust of your organization? Uh, you know, you, you, I mean, just just give us an overview of what you're trying to do. Yeah, so. And what are you available to do? So um, people talk a lot of these days about identity. You know, everyone's trying to figure out what their identity is. And right. identity is very, very confused these days. The Center for Political Renewal exists to help lawmakers basically discover and flesh out their Christian identity. Because, you know, we, just as we talked about it's no longer enough for someone just to be a Republican. Well, that, you know, that hasn't worked out very well for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can no longer make those assumptions as to what these people are actually going to support. I mean, again, we're living in a world where we can't even assume what a man is and what a woman is. Things are just so utterly 
confusing. Right. So the center exists to uh, basically help Christian lawmakers, give them the resources they need so they can actually influence things from that Christian level. Hmm. Now, part of that means, you know, it means treating other people with respect and dignity. It's upholding the value of the person, but it's also upholding upholding principles like uh, respecting uh, the right to life, uh, strong families. Part of part of that is, I think, welfare reform. Mm-hmm. If young men are working, they become more marriageable, and uh, they can support their families. I mean, Mississippi has the highest out of wedlock birth rate in the country. I think pretty much we all know Republican and Democrat know that that is Mississippi's number one problem. But no one is doing much about it. We mm. just kind of act like we, we can't influence that. I disagree. I think that we can, we can do something about it by uh, showing young men the value of work, by showing young men the value of marriage. Mm. Um, but basically the center exists to help lawmakers at the state level flesh these things out and then do something about it. Again, Jameson Taylor, the Center for Political Renewal, his email, renewalpolitics at Outlook. Dot com. So, Philip Gunn uh, sponsored a bill, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine exemption bill. Tell, tell us about that bill and what's the status of it, what happened with it. So, that bill, basically, uh, you have, when, when bills get passed, you have a lot of negotiations. And so, uh, we're waiting for, the fi- for that bill to finally get passed. You have what's called a conference report on the bill. I think that that conference report will be approved by both chambers. And Mississippi's going to end up having a pretty good... Um, basically exemption from COVID vaccination. Now, you had a a lot of folks wanted to expand that. You have folks that have been fighting for a religious exemption from vaccination for many years. Mississippi is one of very few states that does not have one of those religious exemptions, along with West Virginia and California. Uh, You know, people have ethical objections to vaccines. People have pro-life objections to vaccines because some (laughs) vaccines are cultured on aborted fetal tissue. Um, and, you know, others like Christian scientists oppose vaccination for different reasons. And it's uh, it's proper to have that religious exemption. We weren't able to go that far with this bill, but this bill does provide a religious exemption for employees and also for students from COVID vaccination. And so I think taking that first step is important, and that's something that, can, uh, that we can build upon in the future. Jameson Taylor. Center for Political Renewal, email renewpolitics at outlook.com. Let's go to Thomas. Yes, sir, Mr. Tom, or Uncle Tom, which would you prefer? How you doing? How you doing, yeah, sir? This is, this is Thomas Griffin, and I actually had a question. I was curious to why all the Republicans say that they want, you know, conservative leadership, but nobody will endorse someone challenging the incumbent <laughs> you know him? okay so when mm-hmm. i first started doing politics here in mississippi you know I, i'm a policy uh nerd i have a phd you know I, I ideas are important to me and at some point a lawmaker pulled me aside and said what you need to understand about mississippi politics is that it is not about the policy it is about the contracts Mm-hmm. So it's right. about the money. Who is going to, you know, you, for instance, you could have a, a bill where you're, you want to, you want to eliminate welfare fraud. We were talking a, a lot about that on the show today. Um, when the lobbyists at the Capitol see that bill, 
they're not interested in eliminating welfare fraud so that we can have better services for handicapped kids or for the elderly or something like that. What they see is, well, what company is going to get the contract to eliminate the welfare fraud? <laughs> what company is going to set up the computer system to cross-check names against uh, death registries, for instance? I mean, it's a big deal to just check your welfare program to make sure everyone on the program is alive. That's how much fraud is in the welfare system, okay? That's right. a big deal. So um, the reason that folks don't want to challenge incumbents is because they're worried, one, about their contracts, if you back the wrong horse, then you won't be getting any contracts. <laughs> if you back the wrong horse, you won't be getting any bills passed. Uh, and, again, uh, what a lot of those bills are about are contracts. Wow. Hmm. What do you think, Thomas? Do what? I? I said, what do you think? His comments. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I'm I'm actually running. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the ballot. Okay, uh, what position? Second I'm, I'm challenged. I'm, I'm running Greg against Harper. Michael. I'm running against Michael Guest. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Well, we're expecting you to be coming in here soon. I believe is that correct? That is correct. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't catch you there, Thomas. Uh, uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what I thought your first name was, but I didn't think it was Thomas. Well, it was, it was Thomas Brian Griffin. Okay, okay, I got you. That's what Brian is. What I'm yeah, talking. yeah. I think that's how they introduce. Well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was just, but I was just curious, you know. I, but I figured that's what it was because if they back the wrong person, then that you know makes them look off. But well, one of the things that uh, 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 what James just pointed out and what you obviously know is that uh, uh, you can try to sell the abstract, the ideal to people. The reality of it is, uh, it is about the contract, and uh, you know you can sell blue skies, but at the end of the day, the folks who are selling reality are going to be out there putting the money behind the other horse. So. You got to walk right. that tight line there. Maintain your yep. integrity. Thomas, look, we're looking forward to having you in, my friend. Okay, I'm looking forward to it too. Thank you. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday. We have uh, Jameson Taylor in the studios with us. I do have uh, something I want to read to you here. Uh, Tom Smith Land at Homes, uh, he has a listing up there in Louisville. Are you looking to get into a bed and breakfast operation? They've got a house up there that is a great deal for about $70,000. It's an older home, but it's ideal. For, I think it has like seven or eight bedrooms. Uh, Doyle, Mr. Doyle, Agent Doyle, I can't think of his last name. But check out TomSmithLandonHomes.com. Click on Lewis. Uh, what is that, Lewis? What county is that, Louisville? Uh, it's not a tower. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Lewis, well, you know the city of Louisville. It's in, it's in Louisville. And uh, uh, check out TomSmithLandonHomes.com. I've been seeing that. I said, now that's a good deal. And they've got pictures of it. And uh, it needs a little tender, loving care, but it'll make a great Bed and breakfast for those of you who want to get in it on the cheap. This is a good price. And the house is in, I mean, it's, oh, Weston County. Thank you, sir. My uh, crack producer over there. I tell you what, I thought he was asleep, but he's actually listening to the program over there. Uh, thank you, Mr. Producer. But now check out TomSmithLandonHomes.com in uh, Winston County. A nice bed and breakfast for about $70,000. It is a great deal. It's sitting on a little land. Uh, you can make it happen, make it pop. So, you plan on leaving and retiring. This is your opportunity to live out the dreams that you've been having to have a bed and breakfast. Tom Smith, LennonHomes.com. Let's go to 
Jameson, Jameson, we appreciate all that you do.、Uh, Center for Political Renewal, and、uh, he's been around the block. What else about the,、uh, uh, okay, we did the、uh, vaccine exemption. Does this vaccine exemption do, bill do anything with the healthcare workers? This is just private industry.、Uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be for government employees、mm-hmm. and also for private employees.、Mm-hmm. But we had this basically a bad Supreme Court decision, U.S. Supreme Court decision on.、Um, Nurses and others that work for hospitals, it's going to be very difficult for them to get an exemption from the COVID vaccine as long as that's on the books.、Right. Now, from what I understand, there are some attorneys general around the country that are trying to reopen that case with new facts because、mm-hmm. apparently,、um, you know, we're finding the vaccine doesn't work as well as everyone、right. thought it did. That's right. You know, all kinds of new facts.、Uh, as Kim Wade told you, <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Radio Strongman. So,、mm-hmm. um, So that is kind of, I'd say, a work in progress. We have to wait and see what the courts decide on that.、Uh, yeah, and, and see, that's the whole thing. What you just,、uh, about the attorney general's wanting to reopen the case, that's what the left does. They don't take any ruling as final. They just, I mean, they will sit down and brainstorm and they'll eat and、uh, throw enough、uh, pizzas and Saturday morning workshops on this thing until they figure out an angle. That's what we have to do. Many of our conservative lawyers, I mean, they're too busy living life. I understand all that. But duty calls, freedom is, I mean, it, freedom is on its knuckles right now, and we need all hands on deck.、Uh, again, now, Jameson,、uh, what about the,、uh, uh, they passed the bill on unemployment fraud? What's going on with that? Well, I mean, so, you know, just as in Medicaid, you have a ton of fraud.、Mm-hmm. Uh, the unemployment system, especially under the Biden administration,、uh, where you had, A massive extension, extension of unemployment benefits. You have a ton of fraud. We probably, you know, probably everyone's heard of the、uh, basically Nigerian scammers who、yeah. have. They've、uh, they, they done to, pretty good under PPP. Yeah, I mean, pulled down billions of dollars,、uh, not just under PPP, but also、uh, unemployment fraud.、Uh, I mean, America is a, a, the laughing stock of the rest of the world because we basically just. You know, print money and distribute it all, all around the world、mm-hmm. uh, through welfare programs like this. And so, what this bill does, this was sponsored by Donnie Bell and co sponsored by Speaker of the House Philip Gunn. What, what this does is it puts down some best practices to、uh, basically help discourage that unemployment insurance fraud. You have employers around the state, for instance, are getting claims that are made on them of folks that don't even work for them. You have folks that are claiming. Unemployment and、uh, they earn too much to get unemployment. Maybe, maybe they already have a job, or maybe they don't live in Mississippi, much less the United States, or maybe they um, are, uh,、hmm. are dead. I mean, you know, even that, you know, are we checking to see whether or not、uh, dead people are on our unemployment rolls? So there's a ton of, ton of fraud. So, in other words,、out. you guys are willing to discriminate against the dead. That's what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, this, for the sake of the living, yes, yes, to prevent、uh, welfare fraud, yes. So that's a good first step that Mississippi has taken to、uh, address unemployment fraud here in the state. The next step is to index our benefits. Now, what that means is that when your unemployment rate is low, your unemployment benefits should be low to、mm-hmm. encourage people to get a job. And that's the, th- that's the thing that I'm really wondering about. We see, for instance, that Mississippi has a really low unemployment rate right now.、Right. We see a lot of employers are desperate to hire workers, but people are not working. And Where, it, you know, why not? What, what are they doing? How are they supporting themselves and they're not working? Well, you know, and that's a question that I have because, I mean, we got all these illegals coming across the border 
And yet, we have this problem with the unemployment rate and our people trying to get、uh, people to work. And I'm saying, well, where are these people that are coming across? They used to, you know, I mean, you could see them out there, you know, on doing work now. They're staying somewhere, they're eating somehow. And then we come to find out that our government, some of these government programs were issuing checks to people who were on TANF or any kind of、uh, welfare program. They would just send them an extra check out there. So we got all this stuff going on.、Uh, it doesn't look good for the home team on how we sustain all this stuff. I mean, I don't understand it. No, and I think that's, that's the one thing that folks need to be aware of. So, for instance, when you expand these welfare programs like this, What does it do? You know, it pushes out other funding priorities for the state. There's not enough money for education. There's not enough money for roads. It encourages fraud. It encourages people not to work. It expands the voter base for Democrats, but it also expands the national debt and it encourages inflation. And inflation is the tool, Karl, Karl Marx called it. Inflation is the tool to destroy the middle class.、Mm-hmm. And that is what we are seeing right now. This kind of systematic destruction of the middle class through the national debt, through inflation, but also through things like these welfare program expansions. Wow. Again, folks,、uh, Jameson Taylor, as you see, he's knowledgeable what's going on at the state capitol, the politics of it, the legislation that's out there.、Uh, we encourage you to check him out if you want to com-、uh, communicate with him. Renewpolitics at Outlook.com is his email. Now, What about the, the whole discouraging illegals from voting? What's, what's happening with that bill? Well, so the, the legislature、uh, has passed a bill, HB 1510, and、uh, that's sponsored by Brent Powell.、Mm-hmm. The, uh, that bill would require that our voter rolls be cross checked against、uh, federal databases that、uh, basically verify、uh, entitlements, eligibility for illegal aliens.、Mm-hmm. Now, as you pointed out, That database is not foolproof.、Mm-hmm. So, in other words, illegal aliens are not supposed to be getting all these welfare programs,、mm-hmm. but their kids get them automatically. For instance, if you're an、uh, illegal alien, you can get on Medicaid because your child technically is the one on Medicaid when you're pregnant. And as soon as that child comes out of the womb, that child is going to be getting on Medicaid or CHIP. And you're also going to be eligible for other benefits because you're now the mother of a U.S. citizen who is on welfare. So, it, kind of the way it works is as soon as you get on one welfare program, the door opens wide to all the other welfare programs. And so, we talk about people not working. You know, that's because they're on welfare. And yes, they're not supposed to be on the programs, but they are. So, anyway, what this voting bill does, though, it's supposed to cross check. Uh, immigration status with our voter rolls. The bill is not as strong as it should be. And, you know, we're, we're talking over the break. Why aren't Republicans doing everything they can to have transparent and fair elections? You know, I mean, it would, they saw what happened in the 2020 election where you had people getting like 10 mail in ballots at their house and sending,、mm-hmm. sending them all back. People just dropping off、uh, mail in ballots and absentee ballots from nursing homes, dropping them off in drop boxes with no accountability whatsoever. We saw what happened. Why aren't they fixing that? Right. And, yeah, you know, that's a good point. And one of the things uh, uh, I'm disappointed that uh, uh, they hadn't taken up. This whole notion of these companies that are handling the electronic machines for the voting process, there's no reason that I can understand or fathom why they would need any kind of logarithm to count votes. 
One vote is one vote. You don't need anything that's proprietary. I know one of the lawsuits against the,、uh, one of the manufacturers of the、uh, 2020 election machines,、uh, they were saying, well, we can't reveal that information because it's proprietary.、Uh, <laughs> dude, one vote, one man, one vote. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Why do you need an algorithm? Right. To, to conceal basically fraud. Right. Right.、Mm. To, to have just enough fraud so that it's not so utterly obvious that people. Essentially, revolt. Right. But that seems to be what's going on. And yeah, I think part of the reason why we don't see more Republicans fixing elections is incumbency.、Mm-hmm. You have too many folks that are comfortable.、Uh, and I mean, we need to do something to fix our elections. If, if again, America has become the laughing stock of the rest of the world, go to other countries in the third world and ask, do you have to show an ID to vote? Well, of course you do.、Mm-hmm. Of course you do. Right. But here it's controversial. Right. Again, Jamison Taylor's in the studios with us. And, folks,、uh, Center for Political Renewal, he is、uh, very knowledgeable, politically handicapping what's going on down there in our politics on the state level. And if you'd like to communicate with him, realpolitics at outlook.com. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, we have Jameson Taylor. He is with the Center for Political Renewal. And we're coming into the final few minutes of the program. Excuse me. You can reach、uh, Jameson at renewpolitics at outlook.com. Now, Jameson, any final words you want to bless us with? Any information, any insight, any handicap, any predictions?、Uh, What to be on the lookout for, what we should be encouraged about, what we should be concerned about. Well, you know, I'll say as I look out at the political landscape, especially a lot of state and national elections happening、uh, this year, and also Mississippi's statewide elections are going to be next year.、Mm-hmm. One thing that I am encouraged by is that conservative voters are getting more informed.、Mm-hmm. You know, they have kind of communities that they're part of, online communities and things like that. There's also just so much more information nowadays, you know, for instance, your show、mm-hmm. that、uh, we can use to、uh, be informed and educated upon how our lawmakers are actually voting. And so, one thing I ran across recently was called iVoterGuide.com.、Mm-hmm. Now, what iVoterGuide does is they track, in particular, Republican lawmakers and they have a designation that says verified conservative.、Mm. And I really love that because what, what that's based on is that. Look, you can go out there and say all kinds of things about your conservative or this or that,、uh, but are you a verified conservative?、And、what that means is this is someone who has actually taken the tough votes, whether it's at the federal level or the state level. They have taken the tough votes that we expect conservatives and Republicans to take.、Hmm. They've stood up for the principles. You of will the party. not find Michael's guest name there, I would imagine, but go ahead, sir. Well, so it's, it's, it's ivoterguide.com. I just want to put a, a shout、yeah. out for that. Check it out. And they also accept kind of public input from that. You know, so if you know something about a candidate, for instance, this guy's really good,、uh, or, you know, five years ago, for instance, this guy took a, a bad vote on this, you know, they will look at the big picture. They don't just rubber stamp Republicans, they have this verified conservative category. And I find that kind of encouraging. So that, you know, that's a way that Christian voters in particular, they can see, well, is, does this, is this a lawmaker who actually takes their faith 
seriously, are they going to stand on their principles? Mm -hmm. That's going to be one of the ways that we can start to get good conservative policy enacted. But, you know, it takes people getting educated, but also acting on that education. You have to show up. You can't just talk. You can't just write op-eds. You can't just do a Facebook post or a thumbs up. You have to actually get involved. That makes making phone calls to your lawmakers. That means going to your state capitol. And if you get involved at the state level, you can make change. We're, we're seeing that around the country. Absolutely. Jameson Taylor, Center for Political Renewal. And uh, what was that vote? Verify vote? I, yeah, that's ivoterguide.com. Okay. Jameson, we appreciate you coming in. Got to have you back. Uh, we appreciate all your commentary. Center for Political Renewal, Jameson Taylor. Renew politics at Outlook.com. Going to take a break. Be back in 22 hours. See you on the radio. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Kim Wade Show podcast. Tune in daily from 4 to 6 p.m. live on 103.9 WYAB in Jackson, Mississippi for the live and current Kim Wade Show. You can call in at 601-879-0002. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Kim Wade Show.